Thanks for listening to the Woodward Podcast Network. Check out more shows by searching for us on Spreaker or wherever you catch your podcasts. The Woodward Podcast Network with Krupka Dental Associates. Hello, this is Dr. John Krupka from Krupka Dental. We now have the Soleil Laser. You can have your fillings done without needles nor drills. We are a full-service dental office and always accepting new patients. To learn more about me and my friendly team, visit KrupkaDental.com. And a good Tuesday afternoon to you all. Hello, I'm Haley Tenpass. You are listening to Focus Box Valley. And on this Tuesday, it is time for Law Talk with Hurling Clark Law Firm. We're joined this afternoon by attorney Mike Siddle. Hello to you, Mike. How are you? Fine, Haley. And you? Fantastic. Kind of cold out there, but we'll we'll truck along. And uh, you've brought a guest with you today, the, the new Outagamie County Sheriff-elect, uh, Clint Crewald. I, I did. Uh, we're happy to have you here, Clint. Well, I'm glad to coming. be here. No problem. Thank you. I thought it would be important for people to understand a little bit about the background of their sheriff. They know a lot of your political views and your law enforcement views, but why don't you give us a little bit of background, uh, especially maybe the new addition to your family? Well, I am very local. I grew up in in Shiocton. That's where I graduated from school. Uh, I went on the University of Wisconsin Stevens Points where I attended college. From there, I spent my uh, next nine years in NFL. And upon returning home, I was hired by the Sheriff's Department, been working with them ever since. And as you mentioned, um, I have a family that I'm raising in Freedom right now. We just had a new addition. She's five and a half weeks old. Uh, very excited. Our family's very excited. We currently have uh, two soon-to-be 14-year-olds, a 12-year-old, six-year-old, and now a newborn. So big change in the Crewalt household. And uh, it definitely made the summer of campaigning a lot more stressful, knowing that I have a pregnant wife and the stress that the campaign brought. But everything's been good. It's worked out well. we got a very healthy uh, baby that we're very blessed with in our house. Now, people are always interested in your uh, NFL career. Maybe you could just briefly tell mm-hmm. us about your stint with the Steelers. Yeah, very. Uh, again, I've been very fortunate with my life. Um, growing up in a small town, going to a small college, not many people would expect that you'd uh, make it to the NFL, but very, very uh, blessed again, like I keep saying. But uh, what an incredible experience that I had. Um, f- spent my first four years in Detroit. Uh, some of the years were not so good. We were 2-14, and 3-13. and 13. I was an unrestricted free agent. The opportunity came where uh, Pittsburgh came calling the first day of free agency. Uh, went out there, the current general manager, he's still there, Kevin Colbert was uh, the guy that drafted me when I was in Detroit. So that's one of the main reasons I went out to, to Pittsburgh, and I loved it. Uh, Coach Cower was outstanding. I love uh, – I would do anything for that guy. Playing for him, all the coaches out there, the Roonies, it's just an outstanding organization, and uh, it's no wonder why they have the success they do from year to year. Just uh, it starts at the top down there with them. Okay. Now you've uh, got your hands full with uh, your new job, which you get sworn in in early January, correct? January 7th. What, what are the uh, biggest problems that law enforcement is facing in our county and the surrounding counties? Uh, the big problem, it's been talked about all through the nation right now, is the drug problem that's occurring. Uh, we do have a drug problem in Otagamie County, and we do throughout the whole state of Wisconsin. It's, it's something that us as law enforcement, we're working hard on. Uh, we have, we're taking steps within our department that are, we have positions where we have officers strictly focused on tackling that problem, doing the best they can. 
Uh, we have two officers that currently work jointly with Appleton. We call their community resource unit. Uh, they do a combination of drug, gangs, other activity, and we have one officer that strictly works with our MIG unit to a combination of other jurisdictions. Um, and it's, it's, very, it's, I don't want to say fascinating, but it's alarming to hear some of the numbers that they present just speaking with them. Uh, for instance, the meth use, that they're, the seizures that they have been part of. From 2010, we're looking at, I believe it was under 20 grams were seized in 2010. Now we're not even finished with 2018. We're over 5,000 grams. Mm. So that's pretty alarming when you see the, the drastic increase in some of those numbers. So it, it, it's really scary, and uh, we really have our work cut out for us. Are, are you making any headway? You know, we feel we are, but it just seems like it's just so overwhelming at times for those guys. I know as uh, coming off the road in my position, what I currently or recently was, when you're on traffic stops, you're trying to locate the drugs and do your thing, um, but it's really hard to stay focused on it because you have other things. So, uh, you know, it would take a whole department of our officers strictly focused on that to really get a hold on it, I believe. How are they dealing with um, offenders, with users of drugs nowadays? Well, I, I, our district attorney's office, we haven't talked with Minnie Temple. She's doing a great job, and they have a lot of great programs for especially our non, nonviolent offenders, our low-level offenders of, you know, locking them up, throwing them in jail is not doing a lot for them, just simple possession charges, things of that sort. We really are trying to do a great job of getting them rehabilitated, getting them in treatment programs, um, giving them options instead of just locking them up and instead of uh, just throwing them in jail and you're not really addressing the underlying issues. So we have a lot of diversion alternative programs that uh, we're part of. I really believe it's beneficial. And um, like I said, it's just, it's gets to be overwhelming at times. Is there anything else that can be done to try to curb the drug problem that's not being done now? You know, if, if I had all the answers for that, I, I think I would be maybe in a little different position. It's tough. It's tough. Trust me, I'm racking my brain in our department as of other things that we can be creative and do. Biggest thing, I know our school resource officer um, really educate kids. That's where it starts is with our youth, and I think we really need to focus on that as getting, getting the positive relationships with them, getting in the school districts, um, educating our, our teachers, educating our parents, of signs to look out for, catch the early signs if they can uh, detect that their child is using, uh, but try to get them on the right track from early on. In this uh, past election, many municipalities had uh, referendums in Wisconsin uh, on the ballot for uh, legalizing either medical marijuana or marijuana generally. I, I assume since so many states have already passed that it's just going to be a matter of time before it's passed in Wisconsin for either medical marijuana or regular marijuana. So what kind of, if that happens, when that happens, what kind of additional problems will that raise for law enforcement? You know, I did a lot of research on that, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of studies out there that show the impact that the legalization had on different states and communities that have made it legal. Um, you look at some of the reports out of Colorado and, and places like that, and, you know, there's a lot of bad that's going to come along with it. It's going to make our job as law enforcement officers extremely hard. Uh, the drug driving, things of that sort, it, it's just really going to pull out more 
it's going to be a lot more work involved for us, a lot more training, a lot more problems that are income. I don't see a lot of benefits coming with it. You know, I'm not opposed to the legalization of the medical marijuana if prescribed by a licensed physician, but uh, for recreational use, you, you can look at these places that have legalized it and you see all the concerns and problems that arise. The, like for alcohol, there's a way to test that and there's certain limits, et cetera, but uh, there's no way to test if somebody's um, impaired by the use of marijuana that can happen at a stop, correct? Well, there's tests that we can do that, that show that they're impaired, but you're, you're correct. We don't have the odor. Unless they just got done smoking in their car, um, they might have ate something or ingested something before the stop, or they may have smoked outside of their vehicle prior to the vehicle stop. So you don't have that odor or the detection there as you do with alcohol. Um, that's that's the big thing, but then there, also there's scientifically there's really nothing that says that such le- such and such level of THC in your system that you are impaired. So it just makes it a little bit more tougher. You know, we base uh, we do make rest on impaired driving. Uh, the field sobrieties are a little bit different, but you rely heavily on the blood in those circumstances. We're getting a chance to chat uh, with Sheriff-elect uh, Clint Crewald this afternoon, a part of Law Talk with Harlan Clark Law Firm. We have to take a quick break here. We'll be back with more in just a few moments. You're listening to WHBY. Welcome back to Focus Fox Valley. This Tuesday afternoon is time for Law Talk with Hurling Clark Law Firm. We're joined by Attorney Mike Siddle, as well as Outagamie County Sheriff-elect Clint Grewal this afternoon. Uh, again, gentlemen, happy to have you both with us this Tuesday afternoon. Thank you. Um, I was going to ask Clint, um, <clears throat> what's the biggest drug problem that we face here in Outagamie and the surrounding counties? What particular drug? Is it meth or... I would have to say just the, the conversations I had with our, our drug officers is the math right now. If you look at the, the numbers that they give me in a, in a spreadsheet, you know, it kind of used to be heroin for a while. Now it seems like meth is a drug of choice. Uh, as I stated before, just the, the, the amounts that they have seized just this year alone is 5,000, over 5,000 grams, which is a lot. Compared to, like I said, back in 2010, there was uh, less than 20 grams seized. So that seems to be the drug of choice. I know marijuana is still a big choice or a drug, um, but meth seems to be the hot drug right now. Uh, is there a particular age group that are you that is using meth? Not that I'm aware of. I, I don't. I think it's pretty much across the board. But that's that's the key thing I, I talked about earlier is that we have to get with our youth um, to get them off. I know marijuana especially with the legalization, might be a drug of choice for our youth, but that's just going to lead to the harder drugs as meth, heroin, um, the gateway drugs. So a lot of education is needed, I believe, like I said before, with parents, especially they can recognize the signs with their, their children, but also that we're going to need education as officers. I just know from my own experience, I'm not a huge drug guy. I haven't worked in a drug unit um, but I know how to detect marijuana, the, the easier drugs to see. But I think, I think it's beneficial. I had conversations with people in our department already with our in-service training that we need to have training for our officers to make sure that we're staying on top of the trends so that way our officers aren't missing uh, easily detectable items inside a vehicle on a traffic stop that's in plain view 
uh, what it looks like nowadays, some of the different drugs and what they're storing it in. I think that's always important that we're always still continuing to educate ourselves also. Is uh, marijuana considered a, a gateway drug? It is, yes. And are there other drugs? Do people graduate from one type of drug to another type? There is. I'm not sure what the order of that. If they start with marijuana and then they proceed to, to a certain drug, I'm not sure of that. Um, you just look at the numbers. I can read off with you. The, you know, the heroin has always been a big thing that's talked about, and there's been 232 grams seized uh, up to date this year, whereas last year it shows there's 132. So it, it's kind of all over the place. You look back, and the th thing that's kind of also alarming, you look back in 2005 in the sheet that I have here, and uh, cocaine, we had 2,294 grams seized. Well, now today, it's all the way down to, uh, to just over 300. So it's amazing how the, the trends are changing and meth is the drug of choice right now. Wow. You mentioned some education factors that we need to be educating um, youth specifically. Are you guys going into schools, working some programs in our in our area districts? We are right now. We currently have a school resource officer in the Shackton School District. I know when I that's where I spent some time. We had our, our drug officers come in there do a presentation to the staff. Uh, we are looking at doing it also to the parents because I think the parents need to be aware of some of this stuff too. And I know the staff it was very beneficial for. Um, we like to contact other school districts that have other municipalities <coughs> in their school and just make sure that we are consistently doing it across the board because. The youth is where it starts. If we can't get to their youth early on, then it's going to be that much more difficult to tackle this problem. Mm. You read a lot where um, younger people will start by using prescription mm. drugs of their parents, and then that gets pretty expensive. And then from there they go to other drugs, heroin and others that are much, much cheaper to get, and that just kind of starts the cycle going. Um, is that where parents need to be really educated about what they even have in the house and whether or not it's locked up and teaching their kids. Exactly. There's, you know, you, that's the big thing right now, the pills. Uh, a student can be walking in the hallway and have a pocket full of pills, and there's there's not a smell with it. You can hide them in their pocket. They don't take up much room. They can go in the bathroom. They can be passing pills that we are not even aware of. So it, definitely the parents need to be alert, know what kind of medications in the house, and make sure if they are on medication that that medication is not accessible to the kids. And nowadays there's so many young adults that are prescribed medication, so it's really a big responsibility on the parents to monitor how they're taking their medication, the dosage that they're not abusing those medications. So that's tough. Like you said, the, the, the pills lead into other things, and marijuana leads into other things, so it's going to be difficult. Uh, you know, there are studies that show marijuana with with the youth, high school age kids, it, it doubles their the chances of them having depression and suicidal thoughts, things of that sort. So, definitely, I, I'm I'm got a big heart for for kids. Love working with kids. So that's where I think we really need to focus our attentions on is with our youth. In addition, for um, a person that's using drugs, having that problem, then that leads to other crimes. Does it not? It does. The majority of our our crimes that we see come through our property crimes are directly related to drug abuse. Uh, most people are not breaking into people's garages or houses and stealing their chainsaws just to get money at a pawn shop. They're using that money to buy more drugs and they're committing criminal acts to support their drug habits. So that's why I think our programs that we are working on, our diversion programs, are really beneficial. 
um, to get these people the help they need and to get them back into society as contributing members. <clears throat> what other significant problems is law enforcement facing in Outagamie County? The drug one's a big one. Uh, the other thing, I know it's a hot topic. Or it's It's been brought up more awareness. You know, people call it human trafficking, sex trafficking, prostitution. We are seeing enough of that in the Valley area. Uh, we really, we have officers that are working on that. That's something that we are continue to educate. I know there's going to be uh, campaign awareness through the state of Wisconsin, bringing more awareness on that. And really, ultimately, all it is is more education on that, having talks with parents that they're seeing the signs uh, that their child or st school staff are seeing the, the identifying the problems or potential concerns of when their children are being sex trafficked. So I know that's a big topic that's always talked about. Um, so you got you got those, you got the drug, the legalization of marijuana, you have that, and then plus you have all the, the stuff that's always been there. So there's a lot of work for us as law enforcement to stay on top of and and just really keep plucking away at it. The um, human trafficking, that's something that's always kind of under the radar, very difficult for you to detect? It is. And, you know, a lot of people get the human trafficking, sex trafficking kind of combined. There is prostitution in the Valley. Um, it's hard. Our officers work hard with that to try to get the, the prostitutes themselves to speak to them, and they're very reluctant to say that they are being human trafficked. But you know they are, right? You know that a lot of these women are not out there selling their bodies. They're doing it for a reason. They're, they're doing it for the same thing, for their drug habit uh, and other issues. But it, it's a problem that is, if we don't stay on top of it, that could get uh, a lot worse than it is. How many uh, officers do you have under you? Well, the number we've been hiring, I, I just looked at the numbers today. We have 88 um, in our patrol division. That's 65 full-time officers, uh, going to be 25 part-time. So we have officers out at the, the airport that provide security. We have officers in our the Justice Center that provide uh, courtroom security, do transports. We have 95 uh, total officers in the jail that with uh, 79 full-time and 16 part-time officers. And then we have 31 um, full-time telecommunicators in our communication center. Unfortunately, we are out of time this afternoon. The badges are up next, but I appreciate both of you for being here today and for your time, uh, Sheriff-elect, and uh, January 7th sworn in. Uh, thank you. We appreciate your time. Mike Siddle, thank you for being here. Thank you, Haley. All right, we'll be having the Badger game up next here on WHBY. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.